Welcome to Trail Tales, a podcast about running stories from the trail, stories from the road, stories, stories, and more stories. What's your story? How did you begin? Where are you now? What are some of the things that you wish you had known before you started running? All these, among other things, Sean Roberts and myself, David Waters, will be exploring these in future episodes. So, welcome. Welcome to episode six. Today, we have two parts. One, Sean is going to give us an update as to where things are at with him. And I will be giving you an update on my experiences with water fasting. So, thank you for joining Trail Tales, Runner's Podcast. Hey there, fellow runners, Sean Roberts here, and you're listening to Trail Tales, a runner's podcast. So it's been a few weeks, maybe even a month, since we uh, released a fresh episode. And uh, part of that reasoning is that uh, Dave and I have very busy schedules, and it's hard to meet up sometimes, or to even connect and get some recording done. So I floated the idea over to my buddy Dave about maybe um, doing a solo recording, uh, one for each of us, and then we can kind of stitch those together to produce one full episode. So uh, today's episode is going to be a little bit of me talking about some things and giving you some updates on what I'm doing, and then uh, Dave will do that as well for himself, and then uh, hopefully the next episode we can actually get together and um, do another great award-winning podcast for you. So yeah, so uh, today is August 9th and I'm actually on my way into work and uh, I've had a quite a busy week with uh, doing things around the home and being Mr. Dad. Um, however, the running has been pretty consistent. So last time we talked, um, I mentioned that I was on my running streak. I don't remember what day I was on the last episode but uh, today marks day 70 for me of streaking and uh, it's been pretty good Um, I've had a lot of days in the past week where my my legs have felt just kind of tired and heavy and I've been taking a little bit easier Um, however I think for the week right now I'm at 35 kilometers which is for me pretty good and I'll be moving up every day we do. I'm trying to hit at least four kilometers minimum a day. I've had a few days where there's time crunches and whatnot. I could, you know, just manage to get in two kilometers and that would be it for the day. But the streaking's going on. I don't have any end in sight for that. Um, so we'll see how that goes. It all started off uh, in June doing the run for the sun with uh, Coach Jeff and the running tribe over there. And uh, the first year I decided to extend it just to see how far I could make it and lo and behold I'm on day 70 now so pretty happy with that. Um, Looking ahead to the future I know it's August which is hard to believe already. Uh, September's coming up and for me September marks uh, the Terry Fox run which is usually mid-September and uh, Terry Fox run is pretty important if you're uh, from Canada 
you know all about Terry Fox and what he did. Uh, going back to the 80s, I guess, uh, Terry Fox was a, was a young man who was diagnosed with cancer and he uh, ended up having a leg amputated as a result. And he started something known as the Marathon of Hope, which continues to this day. It's, it's his legacy and the Marathon of Hope is a country wide event where people go out and raise funds and donate for cancer research and they'll run. Uh, every community has one, they hold one. Um, it's something I grew up with in the school system. We would always do the Terry Fox run at school and run or walk around the property and bring in a couple dollars for the cause. Uh, last year put together a little team. I think maybe we had eight or nine people. Uh, we just came as individuals but we ran together as a team. Uh, all from my Taekwondo club and uh, hoping to do that again this year and maybe get a few more people to come out and support that. So um, yeah, Terry Fox is a bit of a running hero of mine and, and more than just running but uh, his goal was to run across the country of Canada and he made it from the east coast almost through Ontario I believe and then he had to stop and uh, ended up losing his life to cancer. So. Um, Something that's important, I think, uh, you know, it wouldn't be uh, difficult to say that uh, most people have been touched by cancer in one way or the other, may have lost somebody they love or know or know somebody or know of somebody who's, who's been affected by it. So that's what I'll be doing in September. That's going to be kind of the, the thing to do in September. Um, also looking ahead to the 50 kilometer run that Dave and I are getting ready for. I know Dave had mentioned to me that he's starting to up his mileages a little bit for his running. And uh, I should probably probably be doing that too, but I haven't really uh, upped it as much as I should. I'm really hoping that this running every day will kind of condition my legs and my body um, to hold up for, for a 50 kilometer run. Um, I got some good advice from a buddy of mine, Eric, who frequently runs uh, ultra marathons and um, he gave us some good tips I think we talked about that last episode so uh, with that and the running every day I'm, I'm feeling good otherwise and uh, we'll see how that goes I think we might end up doing that in September too um, maybe in August the schedules are kind of packed but it will be it'll be a good test and I'm really looking forward to it um, you know with the humidity um, hopefully remaining low it's a nice breezy cool day today actually um, that should make the conditions better better for running of any distance really so that's where I'm at with the 50 kilometer run um, oddly enough another <laughs> kind of update I guess foot blisters I rarely get blisters but I've got two blisters on my left foot and my first two toes and they're kind of one on top of the other I don't really get blisters, so I don't know why that happened. Uh, usually I just kind of leave them be and uh, they kind of go away on their own. It's funny because I just had a blister disappear on my second toe and now there's another one growing just underneath where the old one was, which is kind of strange. So, yeah, the running's been good. Today was a, a particularly monumental run for myself, my uh, six-year-old son. Uh, for the first time uh, rode his bike while I ran and we ran four and a half kilometers this morning and he rode his bike the entire time and usually I push him and his sister in our double stroller 
and today I had to dust off the single running stroller that I bought when my son was three months old so I could run with him. And uh, now that he can ride his bike, I'm back to the single stroller to push my daughter and you know, I kind of chased him around um, while we were running and it turns out he's a pretty good pace bunny. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we kept it close and stayed away from any busy areas, just ran in the subdivisions. And uh, there wasn't much traffic to have to worry about. And uh, yeah, he made me work to, to keep up with him. So it was, it's kind of bittersweet. It's, uh, you know, pretty proud to see my son do that and, and work hard on his bike and get off the training wheels and everything. But, you know, the sad part is that he's moving on to another stage in life and he's growing. And it's, you know, I'm trying to find that pause button to stop all this nonsense growing up and everything but uh, it doesn't seem to be working for me so you know the great thing is though I've got uh, I've got a great running slash cycling partner in the making and uh, I know we've got a lot of good times ahead of us this is something he's been you know exposed to since he was three months old so it's it's part of his life and and you know, even my daughter who's younger asks to go for runs and whatnot and even though she's getting pushed around the stroller she she sees mommy and daddy running and it's it's normal for her it's a part of everyday life so once her legs get a little bit longer she'll be going too and not only that like even now sometimes she'll want to get out of the stroller and run for a little distance until she gets tired and gets back in the stroller so so it's really great and i look forward to the times ahead um, where we can where we can spend and all the adventures we'll be a part of together it's pretty great so moving Moving on to another topic, I know this is just a whole bunch of rapid fire stuff, but uh, it's kind of what I got. I'm kind of going without an itinerary here, but this past week too, um, went on a nice little hike with my kids and uh, children of my friends. I figured that they were gone for a week and hadn't seen them for a while, and we're pretty close. So I said, why don't you give me the kids, we'll go for a hike. So it was just me and the four kids, and we went uh, to hike in Hogs Falls, which is a a nice hiking area, quite a popular spot, especially on the long weekend we just had. Um, so it's a it's a waterfall and the trail system part of the Bruce Trail, and there's a bunch of side trails. So we ended up doing about a three-kilometer hike. It was a hot day, and Hogs Falls is a, is a place I usually go to maybe once or twice a year. I try to hit it up in the summertime and then again in the winter. Just a completely different experience, but uh, wonderful all the same. Uh, this past one I went to, I couldn't even park in the little uh, parking lot they had there at the park on the side of the road. Being a long weekend, I guess the word is out about it, and uh, it was just overrun by people. So, thankfully though, it didn't ruin the experience. Most of the most of the crowd just kind of lingered around the falls, and they weren't really there to hike. I guess just do some photo ops. Some people were having picnic lunches, which was nice. Uh, me and the kids, we went, we took a few photos by the falls, and then we just walked on some side trails and um, did our hike. And once we got out, out into the trails, we didn't really come across anybody. So it turned out to be a pretty good, pretty good day, pretty good hike. Definitely want to go back there and run it. Um, there are a lot of uh, nice single track uh, portions to that. It's technical. There's some roots and rocks and some steep climbs and some, you know, loose gravel and whatnot. But uh, it would be just absolutely fantastic to run through there, and you could you could make a pretty decent run out of it. 
you know, and again, being out on the trails is such a such a nice treat. And when the weather's nice, it's all that much better. I don't know. Uh, survey time, I guess. If anybody um, would like to interact with us, please do. Um, you can email dave.waters26 at gmail.com. And, you know, I'd like to know about what you like to do when you're running. Uh, what seasons do you prefer? I guess would be my number one question. Do you, do you prefer running in the summer, in the winter? Uh, I guess fall or spring as well. Um, I know for me, I think one of my favorite times to run is in the winter. And I know that might not be everybody's um, favorite running season, but the reason I like running in the winter is that, number one, it kind of stops the cabin fever from setting in. In the winter time, we're stuck indoors so much of the time and you lose the sunshine, the vitamin D, you know, the seasonal affective disorder and all that. But, but I found that since I've been running um, outdoors in the winter, I don't really feel like I get that uh, seasonal, you know, the winter blues, or I don't really get the cabin fever because I spend enough time outside. And, you know, last winter particularly, we had quite a few sunny days, which was nice. But there's nothing better to me than running in the winter in the evening when it's dark outside already. There's no wind, but there's a nice quiet snow and the big snowflakes are falling all around you and, you know, everything's just white. And the moon, moonlight will be reflecting off the snow and it just seems brighter outside. It's just so peaceful and quiet. You know, you can maybe get one or two of those runs a season because for the rest of the time it's, you know, either a blizzard or minus 40 in a, in a polar vortex or whatever. But those few times you get the perfect conditions in the winter to run, man, I don't think anything beats that. So that's my favorite time to run. I love running in all the seasons, but when you get those majestic runs in the winter like that, that really is is the ticket, let me tell you. So. I'd like to hear about your favorite running season. Again, just email dave.waters26 at gmail.com and please uh, drop us a line, just let us know. Or if there's any questions you might have or comments or anything about the show or, or running in general, feel free to drop a line and we'll definitely get back to you and uh, maybe read the email on the show or whatnot. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it right now for myself. Um, carrying on with the running streak, and we'll see how far that takes me. Like I said, I'm on day 70 right now. It's pretty good. Um, and then next month, looking at most likely doing the 50K run and the Terry Fox run as well. And just keep doing that, and uh, barring any injuries, you know, Dealing with some blisters is fine, but uh, everything else, the body seems to be feeling pretty good. Um, oh, one other thing I did want to talk about today was was the fact that, you know, the running streak has been going on for 70 days, and one of the reasons I'm having the success with being able to do that with the busy schedule is um, the treadmill my wife bought me for my birthday back in May. That thing has turned out to be a very useful tool uh, with running and with training in general. Um, a lot of times, you know, the weather might not be great or might not have the time to actually 
get outside and pack up the kids and get the stroller and do all that with, uh, with running before before work or whatnot. But um, having the treadmill is great. I can just go outside, throw my shoes on, hop on there, and I don't have to worry about getting the stroller ready or getting the kids and their sunscreen on and stuff. It's a it's a time saver and it's quite convenient. So. I've been spending a lot of time on the treadmill, something I never thought I would enjoy, but I do enjoy it. I'll throw on a podcast to listen to or throw on my Netflix and uh, just watch and do that while I'm running. And, and it's been quite enjoyable. Nothing beats running outside, mind you. And um, today I decided that kids were often spry enough and um, you know my son wanted to go on his bike, so I figured, okay, let's just kind of kill two birds with one stone, you ride your bike and I'll run and it turned out to be, be a phenomenal, phenomenal run this morning and like I said it was uh, breezy and cooler outside so great running conditions, there wasn't any traffic and it was, it was nice to get off the treadmill but um, it's really turned out to be a useful tool and it's helped with the success of carrying on with a running streak and I'm curious to know if there are any other streakers out there that listen to this uh, what kind of challenges or successes, successes you've had uh, with your running. I know um, on the Coach Chef podcast that I listen to, there is uh, Coach Judy Mick. I believe she lives in the state somewhere. I'm not sure what state, but she's been running every day. Her running streak is over 30 years in counting, which is crazy to think. I know, you know at least once a year I get hit with a flu bug and there's no way I could see myself running the man cold as you will but uh, I don't know 30 years it's incredible so I'm, I'm only on day 70 which is you know huge for me but in the grand scheme of things it's really peanuts anyways I'm gonna sign off right now um, hopefully this wasn't too hard for you to listen to and uh, hopefully on the tail end of this uh, you'll hear Dave's wonderful voice and he'll give you some updates on his own and uh, we'll catch you on the flip side until then Dave coined the phrase last time. I'm going to repeat it here. Run wild, my friends. We'll catch you later. Sean Roberts signing off for Trail Tales Running Podcast. Well, here we are enjoying some awesome, awesome weather. You've heard from Sean. And uh, yeah, it's interesting to see what he's been going through over the last little while. I'm gonna give you a little bit of a, a recap with me. Um, I think the big thing that uh, I've been doing over the last little bit was um, was fasting. I, uh, I had done a fast before a couple of years ago and I thought, you know what? I feel like I'm a little bit stuck with, uh, with how I'm feeling, uh, inflammation, uh, kind of feels sluggish. Um, my running hasn't been the greatest. Uh, so I thought, you know, even my stomach's been a little bit off. So I thought, you know, I think I need to just let my body heal itself, basically. Now, the only way that I know how to do that is through fasting. Um, I've also done intermittent fasting. I tend to do um, uh, 16 hours sometimes 17 hours without eating. And then my eating window uh, is, uh, is like six hours or seven hours, right? 
um, in the afternoon. So I typically break my fast around 12, around 12, and then I've got till six, or I may break it at, you know, one o'clock or two o'clock, just depends on what my day's like. And then, and then I've got that little bit of an eating window. Um, and then, yeah, and then I you know, go to bed and, and do it all over again the next day. So that's the approach that I thought I, um, I would take after I did my, my seven day fast a couple of years ago. Now I've kind of kept it up uh, at the beginning, but then, you know, you get into your old patterns and, and things like that. And, uh, yeah, and they don't go, <laughs> they don't stick. Right. So, uh, in July I decided, Hey, you know what? It, it's time. I need, uh, I need to do this. And you know, the, the first time around my wife wasn't on board. You know, she didn't really understand um, all the literature that's been uh, published on uh, fasting. Uh, not everybody should fast. Um, I am not a doctor telling you to do that. I have no medical, uh, no medical um, letters behind my name. I am just a, uh, a guy, real estate agent, uh, a runner, a father who's experienced uh, fasting. Um, and this is going to be kind of what I experienced when I, when I did it. So for those of you who don't necessarily understand the the fasting side of things, basically the way our bodies, my understanding is the way our bodies were created was we kind of ended up in this world in the hunter gatherer kind of lifestyle, right? So we got to hunt for our food. We got to fish for it. We weren't farming at uh, this point in time. We were gathering berries, things like that. Now, as we evolved, things certainly changed. You know, we got we have grocery stores now. We have an abundance of food um, coming out. You know, from every single grocery store, seven twenty four, right? So when when your body um, back in the hunter gatherer days, we had the ability to store uh, fat. Right? be able to eat food um, and if a famine was coming like if we didn't know when our next meal was going to come our body was smart enough to be able to store that away and that way when the time of, uh, of low food sources were around we were able to call upon that and use our, our fat storage um, as energy and that's called uh, ketosis uh, you've got a lot of people out there who talk about ketosis you know uh, it's like the big the big fad right the big thing um so yeah so a lot of people have uh have done keto diets keto breads things like that right try to keep things low uh, i am i am a vegan right i eat plant-based right so there is no meat in my diet so i thought okay well let's see how this is going to play out um i did it the first time around and it was great. So I thought, you know, let's let's dig into it and see how I can eat, um, you know, vegan, but leave it as ketosis on the low end, um, which is basically like 50 grams of carbohydrates, right? So let's go back to, I kind of go off track here a little bit. So let's go back to the world of and again, for I apologize for any of you who already know about all of this. You don't need to listen to my little my little talk. You already know what's going on. Um, 
but I, you know, I appreciate you guys being here and, and supporting Sean and I on our little, uh, on our little endeavor of, uh, of this podcast. So, so yeah, so this is, uh, this is that journey. And so when your body, um, eats food, right? Uh, glucose, right? Is the source, um, carbohydrates, right? That, that's, that's what our body wants. That's what it craves. That is the fastest source of energy that we can get, right? Just the way everything gets broken down. Um, fat, uh, tends to go through a little bit of a, a, a more of a process to be converted, uh, into a, into ketones, which is what our, 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 our body needs. Now our brain, right? Takes up a lot of energy. Um, I don't know the exact number. It could be upwards to 50% of, uh, of, of our diet, uh, just for the brain to work. And the brain is always looking for the quickest source of energy. And that tends to come from carbohydrates. It's very easily broken down, absorbed and away we go. So when our bodies hit the point where we're not getting enough carbohydrates, it's kind of like a hybrid car, right? It switches gears and says, okay, so you're driving along. This is really cool. Um, we're in battery mode at the moment because uh, my batteries are, are charged. But as my batteries start to decrease, which means, you know, as my carbohydrates get lower during my day, we need to continue to drive this car, continue to run this body. What are we going to do? So it switches into this gear of, oh, I got gasoline in my gas tank. I'll switch over into, you know, the combustion engine. And that works really well, right? And then as you do that, then you're able to recharge those batteries. And then again, you've got, you know, energy in the batteries that you can utilize um, while you drive. Same thing, you know, with our bodies. We have this fat that's in our body and it's going to start to use that um, as our energy source. It's going to break it down. Now, there is a period of time where it uses a little bit of muscle um, and I think it's around 12 hours when it's doing the switch over. So when your carbohydrates get low, right, it uses a little bit of, of, uh, of muscle tissue to do the transition. And then once it does that, then it switches into gear saying, okay, now you're going to burn your own. Now you're going to burn what you've been storing away. And for some people, they may think, hey, this is going to be starvation mode. Oh my gosh, you're starving yourself. And you're not starving yourself. You're getting back to kind of the roots to, to what our bodies were kind of meant to do. This is the way we were designed as evolution, right? Now, some people may think, oh, that's wrong. That's the wrong way of thinking. We got lots of food. You should just be eating and eating and eating. Well, that's great. You can continue to eat and eat and eat. But you never give your your insides um, a break to recover. So I'll give you an idea. If you break your leg, what do they do? They put a cast on it, right? So that way you can't walk on it and re-injure it, right? Same type of thing. If you've if you've hurt your if you've sprained your finger, cut your finger, needed stitches, it gets repaired, right? And you don't use that finger. Your finger starts to to, to heal, right? Your body is able to to, to deal with that. Well, what's going on on our inside, on our gut tissue, right? What's going on in our small intestines, our large intestines? What's happening to our kidney and our liver, right? That's inside. That's continuous every single day, right? It never ends. And as we put food in our, in our, in our mouths, 
it goes into the stomach and it's constantly, constantly trying to figure out, okay, what do I need to do with this, right? Oh, well, we just ate like two hours ago. We don't, what do we need with this now, right? So it's this constant running, constant running. And, and after a while, it eventually, you start running into some health issues and some health concerns. And these are things that I had encountered um, a number of years ago. And so when you are able to give the body time to, to uh, heal itself, uh, it knows what to do. It, 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 you don't need to put more food in. You've got, you've got more than enough, right? I've got more than enough to go ahead and not eat for a little while, right? Now, I, I looked at some numbers and, you know, I've seen, you know, certain amounts of people do, you know, a three-day fast, a one-day fast, uh, you know, a 10-day, 14-day, 30-day, you know, 40 days, 60 days. Like, I've seen on out in the wild, on the internet, and all this kind of stuff, people doing it different, different um, lengths. Some people, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this straight out, I mean, not everybody should fast. This is my opinion. And so, I looked at it and I go, well, you know what? I know I'm a pretty healthy guy. I know why the reason I'm going to do my fast and I'm okay with that. And so, I mean, I know I can stop it after a couple of days, whatever, whatever. So I decided I'm going to do it. I didn't seek any medical attention or didn't tell anybody that's what I was going to do. I mean, I just, just did it. So, but that's me, right? That's me. So I would always say, talk to your doctor, talk to the powers that be that know how to know these things. Um, you know, uh, I'm not advising you to do any of these things. This is just me kind of talking through my scenario. So I kind of lined myself up and said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I mean, I eat a lot of vegetables and, and things like that. I don't eat any meat. Everything that I eat comes from plant sources. So I'm not worried about where, how I'm going to come off my fast because once, once you're on a fast, it typically takes about two, between two to four days to go through that switch. So that way you start burning ketones, right? As energy, that's burning your fat, right? Turning it into glucose. So basically I knew that. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to fast for seven days, right? That way it gives my body time to go ahead and, and go through that process. So that's basically what happened. So day one, no problem. I mean, anyone can go one day. I mean, it's no big deal. You've got more than enough um, carbohydrates stored uh, in your body uh, that you need. So that was fine. So I, the, the fast that I did was a water fast. Now, that means I didn't consume any food. I just had water. Now, obviously, there's other things that I wanted to make sure that I continued to take. I still took my lifelong vitality, which is my, my vitamin set. Um, so I still did that. I also made sure that I, I took a little in a little bit of salt, right? Because we need salt in our diets. Um, we can't operate without that essential electrolyte. So I made sure that I got, you know, potassium. I made sure that I got my sodium. I, I made sure I was okay on, on that level, right? I had apple cider vinegar in my water, lemon juice in my water. Um, so those types of things that's that's what i consumed okay but with regards to food there was no food whatsoever so day one was pretty easy 
right? I woke up and I just went on my day. And like I said, for me, I don't really eat breakfast. So that's not a big deal. Lunch, even that was not a big deal. But once I kind of got to like mid-afternoon, around three o'clock, um, the hormone ghrelin, which is the thing that kickstarts your, uh, your hunger pangs, started to scream at me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I drank a bunch of water. You know, that was all fine. Or, you know, the urging kind of went away and, you know, day one was over basically. Felt amazing. Now, just so you know, I continue to run, right? I continued to run uh, 10 kilometers um, three days out of the, out of the seven. And um, now, was my performance stellar? No, not at all. Because you're teaching your body to burn fat as energy, right? Because we're typically having carbohydrates all the time. So we have to train our body to be able to eat. So that's kind of what I was going through. So day one was really not a big deal. Day two, um, day two wasn't too, too bad. I was, uh, it was a little, you know, by noon I was like, okay, I know I'm starting to, to go into that ketosis mode. Um, you know, I kind of started having a number of things happen. Now, before I get into some of the symptoms that you're going to, that I experienced, um, you have to remember when your body is, is not eating, right? It's able to start to heal itself, right? Get rid of all the you know, stuff that doesn't need to be there. So when it does that, you're going to find that you're going to start to have some headaches because your body is detoxing. It's getting rid of stuff that doesn't need to be there. However, if we continue to eat, it wouldn't have the ability to, to, to really do a lot of the, the real cleanup. And it's like taking your car in to get maintenance done on it, right? Um, you can continue to drive it and drive it and drive it, but eventually you're going to need to get an oil change. Uh, eventually you're going to need your coolants changed. Eventually you're going to need tires and, you know, timing belt change, like just stuff, right? So the same thing again with our body. That's kind of what I'm doing. So I continued to go down this road um, and I had headaches. I had headaches. I felt a little bit nauseous. Um, you know, I went for a run. That was awesome. Not a problem. But after my run, I started to feel a little bit kind of woozy. So, you know, I was still working, still doing my thing, right? Which was fine. I had no problem continuing to work. That was easy. Um, well, the one thing that I found, though, is I had a lot of time, right? Like, uh, you don't really realize how much of your day is spent thinking about food, planning food, eating food, recovering from food. Like, it's this constant thought about food all day. And so when I removed food, I was like, holy Toledo, there's like so much of my day that is open now. Like I can, I can do a lot of projects that I, you know, needed to get done or things like that. It just, my, my whole day kind of opened up even more. <clears throat> so, uh, day, uh, so, and then the other thing is, is, um, when you do this, you're going to drop a lot of weight. Well, when I say you're going to drop a lot of weight, you're going to drop some weight. And when you have a lot of carbohydrates in your body, carbohydrates, um, basically hold on to a lot of water. Okay. So when, uh, when I started to go ahead and switch in, in, and go into this ketosis mode, what started to happen was a lot of the water um, was released from my body. So the water level went down in my body, uh, which was interesting. It was about, I don't know, every day kind of got lower and lower and lower. 
Um, so, you know, I lost, you know, pro- probably, I think, I think three pounds the first day and then another, you know, somewhere three pounds. I mean, I, I wrote it all down, but unfortunately I don't have it with me at the moment. Um, but, but yeah, so, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of those things that, you know, where a lot of my energy, um, hold on a second, I got noise in the background, of course, trying to do a podcast. When you try to do it outside, inevitably there's going to be someone wanting to cut the lawn. Anyways, so so yeah, so I lost some weight, right? Which was great, but that wasn't my goal. Now, even when I was losing this weight, I knew it was water weight, so it was no big deal. However, once you start going, get into ketosis mode, you're going to start burning um, your own fat stores. Now, for everybody... That, this you may want to know this is like 3500 calories equals one pound like okay one physical pound so 3500 calories so i typically would normally eat about 1900 calories on a on a normal day um and then obviously it would use you know whatever energy now it's not every day you know some days i would eat you know 2500 it really doesn't matter but I always made sure that, you know, when I ate, um, you know, I wasn't gorging myself. So 3,500 calories um, as a pound. I lost a lot of water weight and I knew where that came from. And then once I started to hit the ketosis mode, I'm like, okay, what do the, the experts say? Um, and basically what they say is you lose about half a pound to a pound a day of fat okay of your own storage that's what you can expect to lose now when you finish the fast obviously you're going to gain water weight back that's going to be a normal process um and depending on how you look after your body you can be down a certain amount of 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 weight Again, depends on how long you do it. So I was day three in, um, still running. Uh, I was feeling not 100%. Um, I was felt about 75%. You know, I was still detoxing, headaches, nausea, things like that. Uh, and then once day four hit, um, I went for, an, you know, again, another 10 kilometer run, which was, which was great. And I just, I just, I felt good. Even for the rest of the day, I felt good. I made sure I was drinking, made sure I was getting in sodium. Because again, you want to make sure that you're drinking, you know, a lot of water, right? You want to be flushing stuff out, right? Because that's the method of of fasting. You want things to come out. So I had a bowel movement, I think, on day day three, I, I think was my last one. And I was like, wow, okay, three days later, I'm still having you know, these movements. And so I was like, okay, that's good. It's getting out. And then really it was not a big deal, you know, day four, day five, you know, same symptoms, day six, you know, the symptoms got a little bit better. Some days, you know, weren't so good, but I I don't think I ever went below 75% in terms of how I was feeling. So I was able to operate things on a daily basis like I would normally do, you know, work, pleasure, the whole thing, being a family guy, no problems. 
And so, you know, I kind of got to, to, to day seven and I'm like, wow, this is, this is really cool, right? I mean, I had dropped, um, I dropped quite a bit of weight by that point. And then day, I think I went into day eight. I think it was on day eight that I broke my fast. Now, at that point there, I was down, I think, 16 and a half pounds. I was like, wow, that was, uh, it's pretty impressive. Now I got to remember at least 10 pounds of that is water weight. So that's going to be coming back, you know, no problem. Um, which again, I'm happy about. And so now, however, when you do that, your body hasn't been eating. I haven't pooped on, you know, day three was the last day. And so then, you know, you go into this mode of like, okay, well, I need to start eating. Now your body's been burning fat as its energy source for the last number of days, obviously from day, probably day three on, right? It's been burning fat. Now, you don't want to go out and break your fast by going ahead and, and eating McDonald's, right? Or eating a big steak or, or having a big can of pop, things like that. You don't want to be doing that, right? First off, it's not good for you. Um, it can cause health problems. And so you... For me, what I did was I found some of the things that I wanted to eat. So I, I, I basically got some some um, uh, pumpkin seeds, uh, an avocado, right? I had some uh, mixed beans. And uh, yeah, I just reintroduced that. I just had a small little meal and I was full. You know, I had some almonds. And then, uh, you know, a couple hours later, I, I did the same, you know, did the same thing, kind of added a few more things into the, into the, into the mix. And as the day went on, I was like, yeah, it was non-eventful. I was like, okay, whatever. And then the next day I made sure that what I was eating, I was going to stay low carbohydrate. So I'm going to eat a vegan plant-based diet. I'm going to keep my carbohydrates around 50 grams, no more. And I am going to live that way for a while and see how it goes. So I did that for about a week and that was cool. And then uh, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm good. My body's in, in a good state. Uh, and now I'm going to, you know, introduce a lot more of the foods that I used to eat. Uh, again, um, plants, plant-based and, and whatnot. And, um, so when it was all said and done, you know, I did it for eight days. Um, and so I lost 16 and a half pounds. I felt so flipping amazing. Like I, the, the, some of the things that you're going to go through is like clarity. Like things seem so, so simple, right? Like you seem so focused. Your energy level increases. You feel so good and you seem to have so much time on your hands. It's like, wow, I got all this time now. The other thing that I noticed on uh, on day three was start to have these weird, weird, weird dreams, like so vivid. And uh, and I was tired, like I was really, really tired uh, for a couple of days when I was having these crazy dreams. But then the dreams kind of, you know, disappeared, I think, on day uh, six. Yeah, I think on day six, they were they were all gone. But the sleep that I was getting was really amazing. Like, my body said, you're out. Time to go to bed, you know, 9.30, 10 o'clock. 
uh, and I'd, you know, kind of wake up around seven. Uh, sometimes if it was on, like, because it was over the weekend, um, I even slept until nine on, uh, on the two, on the two days. So it was really, really cool. So yeah, so some things that you're going to go through. Reintroduced food, not a problem. Think on day three. After three days, I, my digestive system started to, to start to turn again and, and I started to poop out all the stuff that I was eating. And um, yeah, and I feel really, really good. And to this date, or like I think it's been, been about a month now uh, since I, I, I did it. And I'm, I think I'm down 17, I think I'm down 17 pounds um, after. And again, you got to remember, I'm still running, still doing my thing and still looking after my body. So yeah, just it really gave me a good kickstart uh, to heal my body, to feel good and to have more clarity and look at food a little bit differently. So anyways, that was my experience with, uh, with fasting. Um, I will typically, I, I think I'll do the next one probably, well, maybe in September. I'll do it. Maybe I'll do a, a 10 day. Uh, however, my intermittent fasting is continued. Like that doesn't change, right? So, I mean, I'll eat, you know, at uh, you know, seven o'clock is usually like the last thing I'll eat. And then I won't eat again until probably about one o'clock uh, the next day in the afternoon. So anyways, that's just, and I, and I normally go for a run first thing in the morning and I'm doing it on an empty stomach. So it's a fasted run. And that's what I do. So there you have it. That's my experience with fasting. If you want to know more, I'm, there's a lot of resources um, out there. Uh, and there's a you know a number of really cool books uh, that you can get. Um, I think it, the doctor, his name is Dr. Fung, F-U-N-G. And he is uh, from Toronto. And he, uh, I read his book. I can't remember where the heck my wife it but um yeah it's i think it's everything you wanted to know about fasting so fascinating book you can look him up online uh there's a number of other people there's a lot of different people say you shouldn't exercise when you're when you're fasting and your body needs to heal and everything else and i'm like you know i'm just gonna live my life this is what i'm gonna do and and let my body do what it needs to do because when you're in the hunter-gatherer days man those guys needed to and those females they needed to run catch their food uh, days and days if they haven't eaten, right? So I'm just going to uh, let's live life, right? So that's my, that's my journey with fasting. Uh, and I quite enjoyed it. It felt good. And uh, I will continue to, to fast. And if you wanted to talk about it, you know how to reach me. Um, I think you can always call 519-215-0107. Yep. I'm putting my phone number out there. <laughs> um, or you could just uh, comment uh, in our Facebook group uh, about that as well. So anyways, that is my little fasting journey. And um, until next time, thanks for tuning in to Trail Tales. We'll uh, come back with another uh, another episode in hopefully, uh, you know, in a couple of weeks. Okay, take care. Hopefully you're having an amazing summer and we'll chat later. Bye for now. See ya.